When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare, Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle. Hope you're doing well wherever you are and however you may be listening. I hope that you're having a fantastic day, week, and going into the weekend, I hope it's just nothing but peaches and cream. Today, I have a really, really interesting guest with me. I've just been really looking forward to doing this episode for you. This is episode 120, and I have Joanna... Wyckoff? Is that right, Joanna? Wyckoff. Thank you. I got it right. I didn't think I would. Um, <laughs> Joanna is someone that I just, when, w- once I heard a little bit about Joanna's story, you know, through mutual connections and things like that, I just knew I had to have her on and kind of talk a little bit about her story and her experiences. And I thought that you, the audience, would benefit from it dramatically. Um, Joanna was in the Air Force, so thank you for your service, Joanna. Um, thank you. And Joanna worked as a claim specialist for the Social Security Administration. Now Joanna has transitioned into being an agent, same as myself, um, working with people on Medicare in all different situations, assisting the senior community. Um, and she now owns the Georgia Senior Solutions Network Agency. Um, Joanna, thank you for joining me. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Um, well, let's start out with this. Your your story fascinates me. Like I said, you know, as somebody, <laughs> thank you, as somebody that's you know was has such a unique background as you in so many different areas. You know, from the Air Force down to Social mm-hmm. Security. Talk about how did you become an insurance agent itself? What what led to the transition? Okay, well, it, you know, it's kind of like a roundabout. You know, when I got out of the Air Force, um, I had a disability. I got injured in the Air Force, um, and they put me on a temporary medical retirement. So when I came to Georgia, um, I was looking for, um, you know, um, something that was not manual labor, (laughs) you know, and I had actually met an insurance company at a job fair, and this was in 2007, and I had gone through the 40-hour live course uh, Monday through Friday. Um, and then I just didn't have the, um, I, I didn't trust the company. So I didn't go take the licensing, even though I had like a temporary license. Um, so anyways, I started working for social security, uh, in 2010 and I quickly climbed the ladder there and everything and, you know, fell in love with being a claim specialist and helping people get their benefits. Um, as a claim specialist, you know, working at social security, we see people through all their walks of life. We see them at their happiest moments and at their saddest moments, you know? Oh, I can and, imagine. And, 
one of the hardest things was to see so many people. I would take so many claims for disability and for death. And so many people didn't have any disability insurance. Uh, they didn't know about disability insurance. I mean, I saw so many families that were financially devastated and became homeless because somebody didn't take care of that, right? And presented with insurance company in 2016. Presented, I was looking for a way to pay off my master's. So like, oh, I could do that part and still keep my federal job, you know, and help community and make sure that people have disability insurance before they get to my desk, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I started with life insurance, disability insurance, um, and then I was presented with a kind of like you about Medicare, like how do you do really? So you understand part A and part, uh, but you should be able to help people with other you know needs, their supplements, their prescriptions, right? And so looking into that, I was like this is more my alley. And then it just evolved and I left social security this past December to just do Medicare a hundred percent. Well, very cool. Congratulations. I remember what it felt like when I left my job officially after, you know, transitioning mm -hmm. over a period of time into going full time. And it's an awesome feeling because then you're like, okay, this is what I do. Right. Um, and mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. And that's how you know you're in a situation where you can really help people full time. Um, talk about mm -hmm. your time with Social Security, though. As, as a claim specialist, what, what were some of your duties and what are some things that you did there as a claim specialist? Like describe that job description, if you will. If I was going to start working for Social Security sure. as a claim specialist, what would I be doing? <laughs> So claims specialists in a local field office, they basically do every function in that office. You're expected to know everything. Mm -hmm. um, so, cause I started off in the front doing like changes of addresses and fixing missing checks, um, accounting reports and things like that. And then when I got my promotion to claim specialist, I would take disability claims and SSI age claims. SSI was one of my specialties. Um, I would take disability claims and then I would see it through completion. So I would, you know, take the claim and send it over to the state for a decision. And once this had to contact them and pay them and all how to do annual reviews uh, for SSI. SSI is a needs-based program and had to um, annual reviews and make sure people still met resource criteria. Um, and then because we were in a very large metro office, I had to learn the retirement portion. I had to learn the Medicare portion. Mm -hmm. And so I would take claims all day. And whenever someone had an issue, I had to be the one to research policy and figure out a, a fix. And uh, Social Security systems are not um, 2019 systems. <laughs> <laughs> so they're still, you know, in the dinosaur ages, right? Yeah. Um, so we basically did almost all the functions to serve everybody. Well, very cool. It sounds like you're a jack of all trades. Um, yes. 
Well, let, let me let me transition into this. You kind of mentioned the social security systems kind of being older, if you will, and kind of hindering some work. My next yeah. question kind of transitions perfectly into that. Um, for me personally, you know, and, and I, th I think a lot of people look at it this way. Mm -hmm. From the outside looking in, a lot of people view social security as a little bit unorganized. Why do you think that is as someone that's been on the inside? What, what, why do people seem to have that perspective? Because there's a lot of real smart people working for Social Security, people like you. And, you know, I've, I know a lot of people that work for Social Security, all incredibly bright people. Why does it have that perception? Mm -hmm. Oh, the systems are still on an old query system. And you, you kind of have to look in five different places to decipher what's going on. And so your record is in a query and it's all in code. And ah. to learn the code is very meticulous, right? So yeah. every, every code has a meaning and it's very meticulous. And if you don't know how to read every code and say, you know, I didn't get my check this month or whatever, and they like look at the record, they have to be able to read the codes and see where the check went and then they have to go check a different system to see where it was mailed from it's just very mishmash you know it really mm -hmm. is they're they're updating the systems but they're not updating the systems fast enough and it's not plain english yeah. you know um so um you know there's two types of programs that social security manages the one that we work and pay into and then the needs-based one well those are two different completely different records and it's like you have to read, you have to flip back and forth between it to figure out what is what. And it's just so, it's so difficult. And then there, um, you know, people will say, well, I already brought this in. I already brought this in. Well, you know, I can't search everybody's desk high and low. That's and right. The, yeah. the scan process is not efficient, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just it truly is a mess but they don't want yeah. to spend a lot of money on technology um there's they, they are upgrading some of the systems to a web-based system um but even that was like when you call and change your address if you get a check on the first and a check on the third i have to change it two times and if you're a, a representative payee for somebody i had to go into a different system to change that oh you know my and so like if a mother was receiving benefits and then she was receiving benefits for her children, that would be like, you know, you wanted to change the address like multiple times, right? Right. And so it's really easy to forget to change an address on one person's record, you yeah. know? I mean, it's, and, then, and then their check would be missing, you know? Oh, <laughs> so, gosh. Oh, right? <laughs> so it's very tedious, but it's very hard um, to know everything about everything. I mean, I was there for nine and a half years and I was still learning new things, you know? Um, now imagine someone just being there for a year and, you know, they don't have a complete grasp on the codes and everything. They, they might give you incorrect information. Well, then you call back and you talk to somebody else and they give you different information because they only read a different record, you know? Right. They might have read... They might have read one record and not the other record, right? Right, so, right. Well, it's that, complicated. That that makes a that makes a lot of sense to me, and I always figured it was something like that. But I I, I can also imagine the number of people they have to keep track of as well. 
just doesn't, yeah. it adds probably to the problem. Would you agree? Yeah, um, I do agree with that. And then the people never stop coming. So there's <laughs> yeah. really no time. There's re- there is no downtime. Um, you know, we, we are 100%. The moment you touch the door, you know, you have fires to put out. You know, people's lives are depending on you to show up to work every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, like there was literally days I went to work on a Saturday just because I had people who were literally dying waiting for me to process their Medicaid. Oh my you know? God. <laughs> so yeah. it was very, it's a lot of work, not enough people. Uh, we're chronically understaffed. Uh, it's a very hard job to find good talent, people who can actually. So the job is very tedious and a lot of people can't um, retain a lot of the information. Yeah. You know, one girl right before I left, she had gotten hired. Uh, she was a veteran also, and she quit after three weeks because oh, she was wow. like, I, I just can't do it. She's like, I, I don't know how you guys do it, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is tedious. Um, and then, you know, sometimes the public uh, doesn't give us a chance to research or give them an answer it's you know they they uh, are very upset when they call in a lot of times and i don't blame them you know like when your check is missing and you are late on rent and the rent office is trying to charge you more money i understand you know but it's very hard it's really hard to work under that type of pressure as well oh no question i mean that makes a lot of sense and you know i think i think people take for granted you know the tremendous amount of you know uh, chaos that probably goes on there at a daily basis, you know? Yeah. I imagine they and probably have a pretty big revolving door with employees too. So a lot of federal employees come to social security and they do stay. Okay. Um, okay. When I was there at social security, no one had left to quit the government except one. And it was for a better agency. I think she went over oh, to the CDC. You know? I see. Um, I was one of the first ones to like actually leave. Yeah. Um, voluntarily. <laughs> um, yeah. Everybody else had gotten in a little trouble, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But most people, when they get a government job, they're instructed or they're perceived as you got a government job, you can't let it go, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. That makes sense. You know, my, my dad told me to, to stick it out another 20 years, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah. you, get, you gotta stick it out that that pension i was like god the pensions are gone yeah you know, they've gutted yeah. our pensions <laughs> yeah so but it, it is a lot of work and the, the expectations are very high um it's not like we're compet uh they expect us to do almost every function in that office and they're trying to make everybody a jack of all trades there like you said mm-hmm. you know um and it's just with their systems, the expectations are very high. And they're, like you said, they are very disorganized. It's easy from paperwork to be misplaced. I was very frustrated when one of my clients would say that they dropped off paperwork that I needed. And they said they gave it to somebody else and I don't have it. And yeah. now I have to have them to redo it. You know, But most Social Security employees are very passionate about helping the people. Mm-hmm. And they want you to get the benefits that you deserve. Um, 
like none of us were in my office were malicious you know yeah. um we like if your check was off five cents i would sit there and try to figure out where that five cents was you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. we're very we're all very much perfectionists and you have to have that type of personality to be a perfectionist because if it was wrong then it's simply wrong even if it's off a couple cents mm -hmm. you know um so people like most of the employees do want everybody to receive the benefits that they're due is just not everybody has the the capacity to know what they're talking about you know yeah yeah i feel <laughs> that like was, that was the frustrating part that make, it makes a total sense to me completely i mean i feel like mm -hmm. it's it's a lot like medicare i see people come into our business with medicare and you know it's years before they really feel like they know have a full grasp on everything you know there's always new things there's a lot of pieces a lot yeah. of pieces a lot of working a lot parts. of pieces and your exposure will determine how much you actually know mm -hmm. you know like if you're only exposed to a piece of the business then you're not going to know the other piece like if you don't deal with very low income people you might not know the what we call the dual market yeah. you know with people who have both medicare and medicaid and if you don't deal with a higher income clientele you might not know irma or fully understand that you know that adjustment you know yeah so, yeah, yeah a lot of different things <laughs> yeah no question what's up everybody this is actually randy w hall mr nice guy medicare advisor not Christian Brendel, your esteemed host. I'm here to tell you about my Medicare agency, Mr. Nice Guy Medicare Advisor, based here in Tennessee. For the past 10 years, I've been helping Medicare beneficiaries just like you in Tennessee and Kentucky maximize their Medicare. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know Christian always encourages you to deal with a broker in your state who sells all the different plans and will give you not just a quote, but also advise you and educate you in a way that is simple to understand. We know how confusing and overwhelming the whole process can be. We do it all for folks on Medicare, from supplements to Advantage plans, Part D, cancer products, hospital indemnities, and more. So if you want to get a free quote or a consultation, I urge you to call 615-578-5174. Again, that's area code 615 578-5174 or for more information you can visit my website and read all about me at mr nice guy medicare advisor.com that's all one word mr nice guy medicare advisor.com and again why deal with a jerk when you can deal with a nice guy Let, let me shift gears to this then and this is a question mm -hmm. I, I was really really interested to to ask you for so like I mentioned as someone working on the inside for Social Security what is something that you learn there that if the public knew like if there was one thing off the top of your head that if you you know that if you could tell people about working with the Social Security office that would maybe make their lives easier that you would know from someone on the inside what would that one thing be that you could tell them if there's anything on that you can think of yeah so a lot of people look at social security as a big mean government mm -hmm. and we're just you know daughters and brothers and sisters of you know regular people you know and so 
the, we're not like Comcast where you have to call and scream at a you know a call center overseas or anything like that. Yeah. So and I'm I'm using we like I still work there. I quit. <laughs> but a lot of people don't realize like like if you turn in a form, okay, just redo it, bring it in, walk it in. I prefer walking everything in. Mm-hmm. I worked there long enough to know. <laughs> you know, people be like, Oh, I'm just gonna mail in my Medicare application. I'm like, you're gonna be waiting. Yeah. You know? Um, I I don't trust the agency enough to process things timely enough um some offices are great and some are very understaffed and it might sit on someone's desk you know mm-hmm. um but you know most of the people that work at social care like i said do have a heart for the people and a heart to be public servants um so if they asked you for a form even if you gave it to them five times you know they're really asking just because they're trying to help you they're not trying to be malicious and everything nobody shredded your file Mm-hmm. um intentionally anyway um but you know paperwork does get lost it, unfortunately they don't control the post office and you know if you mail in your medicare application and it's sitting on someone's desk and they've been out with uh, an ammonia or something like that you know it things happen you know it's not malicious now um to just resubmit it you know and I, I hear that complaint all the time of like, I've given you this multiple times. Why isn't it done? Why isn't it done? And I mean, nobody else has the answer for that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the mail, the mail is received very 1980 style. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like the mail is re- comes in by the local post office person and it's sorted by management and put in someone's mailbox and then it's put on someone's desk. You know, yeah. it's not like it's scanned into a system or anything like that until it's processed. So if you said, well, I mailed in something last week, I mean, it's probably sitting on someone's desk divided by, you know, your alphabet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why a lot of people don't know is the system is not high tech, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And, and that makes a lot of sense too. And, you know, I think people, you know, they associate Social Security with the government, a faceless, mm-hmm. giant, you know, government, almost corporation-like, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that, like you said, these are people's children, people's brothers, sisters, parents, you know, um, and anytime there's humans involved, there's going to be human error, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody does it. human. So, and that's another thing. Um, we... Everything we do is human input, really. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I keyed an error in round, it could affect everything. And, you know, things happen, you know. And not everybody's knowledge is um, exactly 100%, you know. Yeah. They're trying to balance a whole big encyclopedia of knowledge, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not malicious if it's wrong. Just be like, "Hey, Miss Ward and Miss Wacker, my last name was Ward over there. Yeah. You know, um, my check. I thought it was gonna be that. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, where I, you know, um, hey, I've been waiting for this. You know, um, but some people will be like, I turned that into the downtown office. And I'm like, well, you called a different office. I can't see someone mm-hmm. else's desk. I don't yeah. know where it's at, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, and, you got to call over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and I think, I think people don't, 
take the time to think about that as much as they should, you know, and it's a big job, like you said, you know, it's a big Mm -hmm. job, a lot of responsibility. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense that, you know, under staff, they have you guys do a lot of things. And, you know, because like I said, you know, I've met a lot of smart people that work at Social Security, Mm -hmm. a lot of them, you know, and I know it's Mm -hmm. not, I know it's not, I think most people realize it's not the people, you know, Mm -hmm. that work there. There's a lot of smart, good people that work there. Yeah, it's just, and it's very unorganized, like you said. Like, I mean, I had dozens of ideas on how to make the processes better. And the management are, think about it, most of the managers there are getting ready to retire. So they're not, you know, millennials who are, you know, um, tech savvy. Yeah. Um, a lot of them still remember the paper files from 1980, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and a, a lot of them don't like change, you know? Um, so a lot of it has to do with that. Um, and I mean, they had, they, I mean, they, when I left after nine and a half years in 2019, they still were not allowing us to telework. Every other agency I know is teleworking. My friends yeah. at the VA are teleworking. My friends at the IRS are teleworking. You know, but they could not figure out how to let us telework for even an hour. You know, and yeah. um, it's just the technology, and they're behind the times. They really are. Yeah. So well, well, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, let's talk about Medicare for a minute now. Okay. That's okay. my favorite subject. Yes, mine as well. <laughs> mine as well. Um, so talk about um, how did working for Social Security in, help you better – let me, let me rephrase the question. Would, would you say working for Social Security better equipped you to work with people on their Medicare? Like did it kind of cut the learning curve quite a bit? And if so, how so? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it did cut a large portion of the learning curve that I'm seeing now. I have a few agents under me and I'm training them and I have to realize that they don't have a background. They don't know um, all about the A's and the B's and the QMB's and all yeah. of our language, you know, yeah. Medicaid <laughs> um, levels and, you know, and right. um, so coming from social security um, from the federal side, I, had a basic idea of what A and B covered. Um, they, they don't go into depth. I um, you know, I didn't really know that, you know, some drugs were part B's and if the doctor did it, right? We didn't yeah. know all that. They don't give us any training. They do not give us any training on what Medicare covers. We are instructed mm-hmm. to tell them to call Medicare directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was an expert at Medicare enrollment periods. Um, what is Very IT helpful. For- Yes. Very helpful in our um, business. <laughs> um, IEP versus Part B SEP mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So I had a good understanding of that. Um, I processed extra help applications. So I had a firm understanding of how to help people get um, prescriptions and save a lot of money that way. Um, the QMB program, which is the Medicare Savings Program, um, I already knew about that and the different levels and had a really good understanding um, because we referred people over to the Medicaid office every day. And it's crazy. I would probably see a good 10 people a day that qualified for QMB that didn't have it, Mm -hmm. you know? 
And it was just crazy the amount of people who were missing those entitlements. And unless someone looked at their record through all those queries, because you have to go through multiple queries uh, to see that they didn't have state buy-in, you know? And mm -hmm. so a lot of people think that it's automatic, and it's not, you know? Yeah, no way. No way. And so there's just so many people who are still missing that entitlement, right? And so unless they're sitting with an agent like you and I who are asking the income questions, they might not, not get the benefits that they can get, right? Right. So, so, yeah, I had a full understanding of that. So knowing those really set me up. And because we researched policy, that was part of the main job. Um, research and policy and reading through, you know, the test that we go through with the <laughs> A-HIP. And then we have to go through certifications. Certification. Yeah. That wasn't a big deal to me because, you know, we read so much. We policy after policy every day. And one word can change an entire meaning. Oh, no. Qu yeah. Yeah. <laughs> change an entire so, definition. Mm -hmm. um, like today, somebody showed me a letter where she was like, she's panicking. I, w I was uh, running appointments and she was panicking because she said her extra help um amount was going up and she's like look i used to pay a dollar 25 for my prescriptions now they're saying three dollars and 40 cents why is that and i'm reading the letter and it says you may pay up to three dollars <laughs> yeah. and 40 cents you know yeah. just that one word you know yeah. anyway so um so i had a really good background in that um and i try to share it you know with as many people as possible um, so the only portion that I really had to grasp was the C's, the D's, yeah. <laughs> the supplements and underwriting. Underwriting can be tricky. You know that. Yes. Um, you know, if I can, you know, can I get someone who has rheumatoid arthritis on a supplement, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, the special enrollment periods for part C and D, uh, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, helping people. Um, market compliantly, you know, um, CMS, I didn't know this until I became an agent about how hard CMS makes it as, for agents to help people, you know, like you have to ask me, I can't even tell you I really do Medicare, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like I have to wear a pin that says ask me because yeah. I can't tell you, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I had a good portion of it, you know, and I think it really laid the foundation for that it makes a lot of sense though and i think you know it's a unique it's a unique situation you're in to be able to help other agents to better help the consumers and help consumers yourself you know um let, let yeah. me let me let me shift gears over to this so for me personally i'm 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 sure i'm sure you you know have the same approach when you're mm -hmm. working with people on medicare for me personally, I'm always looking at a needs approached basis when I'm working with a client yeah. of mine. I take a look mm -hmm. at the person's situation. I take all my personal biases and throw them out the window. What mm -hmm. is your personal process when you're working with a client? How do you break down their, their options to find the best fit for them? What, what do you look for? So I have a complete questionnaire I do for myself, a client intake sheet. And so I look at uh, what they have, of course, you know, and then I look at their income to see if I can get them any assistance programs. I look to see if they're a veteran. I look to see if they have any chronic illnesses. 
And then I asked them, what is your, what, what is your goal? You know, and cause people will tell you what they've been looking for and what they've heard from their neighbors. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I had two people today um, who had teacher retirement um, supplements, you know, but they needed help with their prescription, right? Yeah. The prescriptions were the ones who were killing them. I mean, one lady was paying $13,000 a year for prescriptions, you know, <laughs> I mean, crazy. Yeah. Um, so people will tell you what's the pain for them. Um, and that's where you really need to listen, you know, cause a lot of people might have walked at the door if they couldn't fix the, if they couldn't get the supplement, right. Cause it's a teacher's retirement. She was paying like $80 for her supplement through her employer for the teacher's retirement. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, you would never want to take someone off of coverage like that. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of people would have been like, Oh, um, you have good stuff. Bye. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, just knowing the difference in coverages, like another um, guy I sat with today had Federal Blue Cross, like I used to have, you know, and just chatting to see what he was really looking for. Um, and because a lot of people don't know what they have versus what's out there. Mm -hmm. And they just really want an understanding of, you know, they see all these commercials and everything and they don't know if what the commercials are saying is what they should have, they don't understand why they're in what they're in, you know? So it's just having a conversation of, okay, this is what you have. Now, what are you looking for? And why are you looking for that? I like it. I like it. I think mm -hmm. it's a, I think it's really important. And I don't think it's a topic that gets brought up enough in our industry, you know, it's not mm -hmm. so much hitting quotas or necessarily being, you know, having an agenda, pushing one plan mm -hmm. or the other, it's, it's finding a plan for that person, you know, sitting mm -hmm. down with them, seeing what they need, what they don't need. And, you know, and those kind of things. Um, hundred percent. I like, I like the approach. Um, okay. So I have to ask this question. I've asked every single okay. person that's come on to be interviewed with me. It's uh -uh. so I'm going to put you in the hot seat a little bit. Okay. okay. Um, obviously there's no politically correct answer to this. And obviously, um, <laughs> it's a kind of ironic that I asked this question after the last question, but um, <laughs> you're not. And obviously I'm doing all these disclaimers no, and I'm doing all these disclaimers and obviously no two, you know, you, you um, there's no situation where you recommend the same thing for everybody. I have to say all this. Otherwise people come back and say, well, Christian said blah, blah, yes. blah. Um, but if you had to pick one side mm -hmm. or the other, mm -hmm. would you go supplements or Medicare advantage? And why? If you had Which to state pick, do I live in? You're, the state you live in now, Georgia, right? All right, Georgia. Okay. So if I had to pick, and um, so I, I, for myself, I would select a supplement because I would rather pay a fixed price knowing that I'm completely covered and not get a surprise bill, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I've done the math. In Georgia, Medicare Advantage uh, max out of pocket is $6,700, right? Mm -hmm. Well, a 65-year-old supplement it's usually about $120 here in Georgia. 120 times 12 is what, 1,500? Can't yeah. do the math in my head anymore. Round, <clears throat> give or take. All right, so 6,700 minus 1,500. That's a big savings of a fixed, fixed copay, knowing that I can go to any doctor that takes Medicare. I don't have any surprise bills, right? Mm -hmm. And I can move throughout the country because I like to travel. Um, yes. it's peace of mind for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but 
<laughs> you know, serving at Social Security, I know everybody's situation is not that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people cannot afford the $120 a month. Um, I, I've served people who are literally homeless. You know, I've served homeless to millionaires. I've served celebrities and everything. So it, it is that, you know, you have to look at their ability to, um, to pay. And so if they, they had no ability to pay anything extra other than the 135 or if they got the Medicare savings program, you know, they really can't afford anything, but maybe they're, you know, a couple of dollars in prescriptions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if money was not a huge object, I, I would choose the supplement um, just, just, you know, at my current income and everything now. It's just peace of mind. No surprise bills. I, I can go to the hospital I want, any doctor I want. I mean, we've spent days looking up um, doctors, networks, and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just on the phone with someone in Pennsylvania, and her doctor's not in anybody's network except this one special um, hospital plan. And I'm like, I'm going to pass you over to a local Pennsylvania agent because I don't write them, you know. I was mm-hmm. like, Humana doesn't take it, Aetna doesn't take that doctor. And, oh, well, that doctor doesn't take anybody. Let me just praise it like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then somebody told me tonight that some of the doctors didn't want to even mess with insurance. We've seen that before. Yeah. So, you know, it was in one of our groups the other day where this doctor, somebody, somebody in some doctor's office said that Medicare Advantage was trash because of how they pay them, you know? And so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, oh, it's what- night gonna have me a heart attack you know <laughs> with with when it's, people make those statements um, no it's nightmares but i i do love medicare supplements now mm-hmm. my first client ever um had metastatic breast cancer Oof. and she passed a month and a half after i wrote her medicare advantage mm-hmm. you know oh. so when i when i saw her she would never have qualified for a supplement you know yeah so you also have not just the financial challenges but the health challenges as well yeah. you know um so like i said it's not a perfect uh, solution for everybody's problem because someone might be able to afford the supplement but they might not medically qualify for the supplement right right um, right but I like the answer. I like the answer Thank you. still. I did, I, I, did, I did a podcast several weeks ago at the beginning of the enrollment period where I put myself on the hot seat and I answered the question. Because mm-hmm. I've asked everybody mm-hmm. that came on the podcast the question. I said, if you had okay. to pick, obviously, there, you know, there's no side that's going to work for everybody. But if you had to mm-hmm. pick one or the other, which way would you go? And everybody that's come on except for one person has said supplements. Every single did that person live in South Florida? They didn't, act, ironically. They actually lived where I live in Utah. Okay. Which, which South Florida has a lot of good vantage points. Fantastic, plans. fantastic. <laughs> Miami, Miami. I have, <laughs> I have, I have a lot of clients there myself. I, you know, probably wouldn't do a supplement for someone down there, but <laughs> no, 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 no point at that point, right? But right. But um, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's it's all based on fit. You know, it's all based on fit. Mm-hmm. And I like the way you answered the question, though. What state am I living in? <laughs> That's the first time I heard that. <laughs> Well, I mean, and, and, and it makes a lot of sense. It's, it makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, it's a good, it's a good follow-up question. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, Joanna, um, talk a little bit about Georgia Senior Solutions. What states can you work with people in? I know you work mm-hmm. with a lot of a lot of states, and wow. this podcast is listened to nationwide. 
So oh. how, how, can, how can people get in touch with you guys, with you and your company, if, you, if they'd like mm -hmm. to work with you? Let's say they heard something they really resonated with. Um, how can people get in touch with you? The enrollment period goes on for a little bit under a month sure. now. Talk about your company. How can people okay, get in touch great. with you? What states? So I am licensed personally from Florida all the way up to New York and Maine and then um, the southern region all the way out to California. I leave the upper Midwest alone. I'm not in Utah or Idaho, so don't worry. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm relieved. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, you know, there's just not a lot of people out there for me. Um, right. So you can contact me, 678-823-5365. Or Joanna, J O A N N A, at G A Senior Solutions with an S at the end, dot com. Um, and I have agents nationwide, except in Utah and Idaho. I don't have anybody out there. Uh -huh. uh, and so we, we cover most of it. We have a huge network. Um, we cover every care you can think of, um, every need you can think of. Um, so I like to think that if I can't do it personally, I know somebody who can. You know, um, even if, if I don't have that contract, like the lady in Pennsylvania, I knew exactly who could write her, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the great thing about how we function as networks and stuff is um, we, we tend to help the cons consumer first. It's not it's just like, well, I can't help you. Sorry, you have to call somebody else, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's how it works. That's how things work, you know, well when... We're all helping each other to make sure that we're exactly. helping the pe helping people on Medicare, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> hey, well, Joanna, thank you so much for all your time. I know you probably put in a long day working, mm -hmm. as did I, so I'm sure we're both tired. Okay. So I will, I will let you go. But thank you so much for your time, and thank you for all of the wisdom that you shared today. Um, folks, like, um, like Joanna said, if you need help this enrollment period and you're in one of those areas, one of those states, I encourage you to get in touch with her. The enrollment period goes till December 7th. Okay. It's not too late to compare exactly. your plan and see if there's a better option. You don't have to settle for less if you don't want to. Um, thank you everybody for listening. We do three podcasts a week. If this is your first time listening, we do them Monday, we do them Wednesday, we do them Saturday. Make sure you're tuning in. If you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to do so, please leave me and my podcast a five-star review. It appreciates us greatly. It helps the algorithms to reach more people just like you who need to hear this information. Until next time, thank you so much. Have a great day.